0: It's episode number four of the BoardGameTables.com podcast. We're talking about the board game on tour. It's on Kickstarter right now. Let's get started. So when on tour, I made the decision to kind of, let's say, bling everything out. That is, um, I got the best artwork I could get. We're using the best components that um, make sense for the game. We're doing big maps. We're doing big dice. And this is a little bit different than what a lot of Roll and Write games do. A lot of Roll and Write games are packaged to be inexpensive and to be small. And so, why why am I doing this a little bit differently? Some people have asked, like, "Hey, I was kind of looking at your game, but it's a lot more expensive than other Roll and Writes. I wish you would have you would have made it cheaper or smaller. Those seem to be the two the two concerns with the way I did this. Like everyone says, "Oh, yes, it's nicer. It looks great." but it's gonna be a little bigger this way and it's gonna be more expensive. So let me get into the four reasons I did this. Number one, the most important reason is that on tour, a big map is necessary for the gameplay. If you wanna look at um, a game like Dice Stars uh, that recently came out from WizKids or Quicks, which is kind of probably the most popular recent roll and write game. Those games, you're all you're writing numbers in little boxes there doesn't have to be a lot of space between the boxes. So it, it just fits nicely on a small sheet of paper. That would be the, the cheaper and smaller way to do this game would be instead of doing big dry erase boards, you do it on a small um, paper pad. And then you write with pencils or you can write a little bit smaller than you can with the dry erase marker. Um, but with, with On Tour, the map needs to, just on um, practically speaking, needs to probably be at least eight and a half by 11, which would be a little bit smaller than we did. But with uh, with a paper pad instead of a dry erase board, you can't really fold the map up the way you can a dry erase board. So then you'd be looking at a box that's eight and a half by 11, and, and that doesn't really make sense, then now we'd be going to a bigger box and it probably wouldn't be saving any money at all. Um, I play tested one time with a five and a half by eight and a half boards. That's half of a printed sheet of paper. And it was pretty much rejected by all the play testers. Um, universal, just not enough space. When you're talking about fitting 41 states and some sort of gap between them to draw a line into that small of an area it just doesn't work. Um, so that's the main reason. I just felt like a, a big map was needed. Maybe there would have been a way around that, uh, but basically you wanna have some, some space to write on. The other reason is my preference as a game player. I only have a certain amount of time during my week that I can be playing games. And when I'm doing that, I want every game to be the best experience that it can be. Time is a big limiting factor. And I would rather own half as many board games because they're more expensive, but have those board games be the best that they can be art-wise and component-wise. Because no matter how many or few board games I own, time is spent still gonna be my limiting factor. And if you've been in the board game hobby for any length of time, you've probably run into this this problem too. You can keep buying and buying and buying and buying, but you still can only play so many games. One example of this is Azul. Just came out by Plan B, what, in November, October. I'm nominated by it for Shepeda uh, The game looks amazing, has amazing components. And I don't think anyone out there, at least I don't, wish that they had made Azul cheaper and smaller. It would not be the same experience. I don't think people will be talking about it. I don't think you would enjoy playing as much. There's something about playing with really nice components, even if it's on a subconscious level, that's just more fun. The third reason is my preference as a game publisher. If I'm going to go through all the work of designing this game, play testing. it's been close to a year-long process now, then managing the art process to create this final product that I think is is a piece of art in its own way, not just the art drawings, but the whole package, the way it comes together. I want to make it the best that I can. I want to have something that 10 years from now I can pull down off my shelf and show off to people and and say, this this is the great thing that I created and not, hey, this is where I was able to save 50% or 50 cents off our, our printing cost. Now, that kind of engineering and cost savings can be a creative process as well. For example, the Duchess Gaming table, I'm really proud of it. It's not as good as our custom tables, but the effort there and the creativity was in how do we get something with similar functionality down to a price point the more people can afford. So especially at some of these big publishers where they're looking to take a game mainstream and they think, hey, shaving $3 off the MSRP is gonna get this into more people's hands, then that's a great effort that's worthwhile. But I wanted to produce something that was more of, hey, I made this thing that was the best quality that I can make it. And that leads right into number four, just the economics of being a small publisher. You know, a big publisher, they can they can do a giant print run to drive the print cost down. They can put, get their game into big box distribution and sell a bunch of copies and, you know, make their living off making a little bit of money off each one of those. That's a lot harder to do for a small publisher when my number of sales are probably not gonna be as high as what these big publishers can do. And there's just less margin for error. If you're only making a little bit on each copy, and then I make some mistake because this is the first game I'm publishing, then poof, there goes all the profits, or maybe with projects even in the red. But if it's a little bit high, higher dollar product, and, and On Tour is still not an expensive game, it's $24 on Kickstarter, but being a $24 game versus even just a $19 game, it's just a little more margin to uh, to make things work at a small print run size. So that's why I made those decisions. This is, not um, I mean, in no way to disparage anyone who wishes I had done it in a cheaper way, who likes these other games that I talked about, and they're all great games, or publishers who are making these small box portable games that have their, their place in the market too. Just kind of wanted to explain and talk about the decisions that I made. Thanks for listening.